Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the 153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, BioAno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles in a 10 plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioAnoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com or contact dealers nationwide welcome to the paddle and fin podcast network this is the final cast segment with your host brad hicks and josh eldridge where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad welcome to the final cast you're listening to the final cast on the paddle and fin podcast network i'm brad I'm a Mondo. Trash What's up, man? Panda? Trash Panda 2.0? Yeah, Panda. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for <laughs> filling in for Josh this week, man. No problem, man. Yeah, so how you doing? Pretty good, man. How you doing? How was your weekend? PB, right? New uh, PB? Yes. Yes, dude. I'm doing good. I broke my uh, PB smallmouth. Hit 20 inches finally. I've been trying to catch that fish for eight years now. Finally nice. did it. So how do you feel? I'm, I'm jacked. I was like, you know, I, I I probably screamed on the river and people were looking at me, but it's all good. Did you use any <laughs> curse words? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. 
but yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I had a good day. What you catching on? Um, wacky rig, black and blue, uh, strike King Ocho. Nice. Yeah. And actually using the, uh, LRS seven, four, four F rod. That's or a no, it was this, it was the seven, uh, seven Oh four F my bad. I think I, no, I have the seven, four, four, but on the X matrix side, the Douglas rods. Yeah. Love it. Well, speaking of Douglas rods, we have Caleb Conrad, uh, conventional, uh, sales lead of a Douglas rods on the show. We're going to talk about Douglas outdoors and the rods and everything. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to, to be on tonight and, and talk about Douglas. Heck yeah. We are too, man. We, me and uh, Armando love Douglas rods. So. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're unreal. Anyone who uses them, you know, can, can tell you. Yeah. Uh, last time we had a uh, Douglas rod show, we didn't really get into specifics. Uh, we talked a little bit about them, uh, not the construction of them. Uh, you guys have some new products that we're going to talk about too today. So yeah, for um, sure. let's, let's start off with uh, you. Uh, tell us a little, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, uh, what kind of fish your, your favorite fish to catch all that thing, kind of yeah, stuff. So, so I'm kind of unique uh, in that I'm actually from Brooklyn, New York, uh, New York city. So I was, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, lived there till I was 18. And, uh, you know, fishing is not really popular in an urban setting like that. Like none of my friends fished. It was my dad that introduced me to it when I was probably like five or six years old. We were at a family friend's uh, house in Pennsylvania and they had a farm pond. And like the first, the first bluegill I caught, it was just like instantly you know, hooked. I'm sure, you know, most people have a story like that, you know, very similar, but you know, I was obsessed with it. And, uh, in high school, I actually, I was playing music. I played the drums and I was in bands and, and kind of fell out of fishing a little bit and then got back into it at college and uh, joined uh, at my college at a bass team. So I kind of discovered my love for tournament fishing there. And my first college tournament that freshman year of college, like waiting to blast off, I was just like, this is it, man. Like, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, like a light bulb went off and, and kind mm-hmm. of from that point, the, you know, I was like, I guess six years ago now, seven years almost. Um, I've been just pursuing that dream to the fullest. And, and that takes me to, you know, present day. I've only been at Douglas for two months now. And how I actually found out about them is just through word of mouth. You know, the rods are getting really, really hot up in the Northeast. And what, I was looking for a new rod company. And one of my buddies was like, dude, check out Douglas, like these things, these things are the deal, you know? And so I picked up a couple and, uh, they, you know, they truly, they're, they're unreal. They're, they're some of the best rods on the market. In my opinion, I've been using them for a year before I even uh, started working for them. And, and I was, you know, fortunate enough that they had this position open and, uh, here I am. And I got kind of a similar story like that. Cause you mentioned you played in bands and stuff. I, I did the same thing when I was in my early twenties. Just- nice. Nice playing local shows. And then all of a sudden I quit doing that and I started fishing the river about yeah, eight, yeah. eight years ago. <laughs> it's, it's funny how like hobbies kind of come and go, you know, as you progress in life. And, and, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people who are like, I get obsessed, you know, when I, when I pick yeah. up something I like, it's like all I could think about all I, all it just consumes my life. So that's, that's kind of fishing for me right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny how, how kind of like we all have that story that we, you know, dad would take us fishing and kind of around the age when you figure out you like, you know, like girls, 
<laughs> that's when fishing kind of takes a back seat and start looking for yeah, cool things that girls like or playing bands in my case it was surfing and all that so it's yeah. kind of funny how it correlates yeah but now fishing now fishing is cool though yeah. so fishing actually gets you girls now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. I was I was gonna say once you figure it out, it's kind of overrated. But then I think I get in trouble <laughs> and you go back to fishing. I think yeah, my wife wouldn't like that comment, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, uh, yeah, we were gonna start off with uh, talking about some new products you guys just released. Uh, uh, before the show, we talked about uh, the new uh, lipless and crankbait rods. So let's talk about that. Yeah, so that's one thing that's really unique about Douglas is our, our our rod lineup is really deep. I mean, we have like over 50 SKUs just in our uh, spinning and casting rods. And mm -hmm. that's kind of one thing that I think makes us, you know, stand out from other rod companies. We're very technique specific. You know, we like to have a rod for everything. And our rod designer, Fred Contawi, he's, he's a true mastermind. He lives out in California. He's been in the industry for a long time. I kind of describe him as like an Aaron Weeb, like, I don't know if you guys know uncut angling, but he's he's just a really good uh, multi-species angler. He, he's an insane salmon steelhead fisherman, an insane bass fisherman. And uh, so this new lipless crankbait rod, he actually developed with John Pearl, who is a West Coast uh, hammer. He's, you know, he wins a lot of tournaments on Clear Lake and, and some other lakes. I don't even know all of them out there, but together they, they put together this lipless vibration rod because they felt like they there was nothing else on the market um, that was doing what they wanted, you know, performance-wise. And so this this rod is called the Lipless Vibrations, the 763. Uh, it just came out a couple months ago, and it's it's designed for lipless crankbaits. But really, it's a phenomenal light crankbait rod in general, like square bills, um, you know, just any type of wiggle ward, small any type of light crankbait, and. So it's seven six, so it's a little bit longer than your traditional crankbait rod, and I think that's the one of the biggest things that you know makes it stand out. So you're going to get a longer cast, and uh, John Pearl actually has videos, you know, because he's the one who really helped you know design it. But when he, he when he's yo-yoing that lipless crankbait, the long the longer rod helps to keep the fish pinned. Like if if it if it bites at the top of a yo-yo. You, you know, it's a little bit easier for him to, to hook that fish and keep it pinned. So he he just really, uh, you know, likes it for that for those two reasons. But it's an insane rod. I've been playing with it. I was down at the Chesapeake actually two weeks ago and uh, throwing lipless crankbaits. And I mean, I was bombing them for miles and uh, it's, it's just an unreal rod. Seems like that longer rod is uh, more popular nowadays than it used to yeah, be. Yeah, it's, sure. it's it's becoming more and more popular. I, I also think the action on it is just super unique. It's 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 got a lot of bend to it. You know, it's uh, it's very light and moderate. It's a, in, in your hand. It's a super lightweight rod, and and the the sensitivity is just unreal. I mean, you can feel your crankbait knocking off everything down there. Mm -hmm. That that moderate rods, man, they perfect for anything treble hooks, yeah. in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. You, it, I mean, you, sometimes you might want a little bit stiffer rod, like if you're fishing around wood with a square mm -hmm. bill or something, but like you said, by far, you know, that you want a moderate rod for anything with trebles. Yeah. Well, unless you're throwing a whopper plopper, I don't know if I'd want a. <laughs> yeah, true. Top, top water is yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe throwing a popper, I might try it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. One, I'll, I'll say real quick, one other rod we have too on the spinning side, it's the the 683 we just came out with this year. And that 
also is an insane rod. I'm, I'm calling that like our Ned rig rod. It's available also in, mm. uh, in LRS and, um, it's just, it's, it's very similar. You guys have probably used the 610. That's like my favorite mm -hmm. spinning rod that we have, the 610 uh, XF. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to that. It's just a little bit shorter and um, a little bit, you know, a little bit lighter action, I'd say, but very similar. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of our guys up here using it for perch and walleye as well as, as smallmouth. And mm -hmm. I call that our Ned Rig rod, really. I actually have that rod and I, I use it for bass fishing. Man, you catch it. <laughs> I've actually, I think the biggest bass that I've caught on that one. And I, I use it, you know, it's kind of like technique specific, you know, like you said, it's like, it's very light. Um, but yeah. I use it for uh, bass fishing a couple of times. And I hooked into uh, like an 18 inch bass. Oh my God, that felt like, I felt like, <laughs> like a 15 pounder. It was super yeah. fun. It is yeah. super but fun to try it out on the, uh, it's great for skipping too. Skipping senkos, oh my god! Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it can, and even though it's light, it, it still has enough backbone to where it can handle yeah. bigger fish. I mean, we have a one of our one of our shops, one of the <laughs> owner of them. He was out fishing on a night of lake last week, and he said he caught a twenty pound drum on that rod. Wow! And, uh, had no issues, didn't break, got it right, got into the boat, and everything. So, wow! <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's one of my favorite rods. Like I said, it's very technique specific, oh, yeah. but it yeah, is. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have the uh, six ten three XF X Matrix rod, amazing. That, yeah, love that's yeah, that's my favorite spinning rod oh, we make. Dude. That rod love is unreal. It. I've caught a lot of big smallmouth on that rod. <laughs> yep, me me too. And uh, the the thing is, a lot of people are using the six ten fast action, and this is my first time using an extra fast action for a Ned rig. Okay, I love it. I, I love it. I, I don't lose as many fish as I do with a, a fast mm -hmm. tip. Absolutely. The extra fast tip is a must for me. Now. Absolutely. I feel like you detect bites better too. When, yeah. you know, when you're fishing something like a drop shot or a Ned rig, something really subtle, that extra fast tip just, just helps you feel every little thing that's going on down there. Yeah. It, I, it just feels real nice and stiff too. I, I just like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I noticed you see, you know, as Brad and I will tell you, there's uh and everybody that does uh, podcasts when it comes to fishing and kayak fishing, we always like to be on groups and kind of get a pulse of what's what's out there. And one of the things that I've noticed a lot on blogs and on groups on Facebook is a lot of people saying, well, why buy a $200 reward? Why? What? Like some people are like, yeah, no, I don't need it. No, you really don't. You can fish with any rod. But I think it's one of those underrated things when i started kayak fishing i thought well the mechanics of a reel you know i should be spending more on reel and if i don't have the money for a big for expensive combo i'll just get the real nice expensive reel and i'll settle for a cheap rod yeah, as yeah. i got better fishing i realized no it's totally the opposite i mean ideally <laughs> you have a great reel and a great rod but if you need to cut corners i feel like now after about four years of bass fishing, I realized, no, the most important part of your equipment is definitely a rod. And the difference between me started when I started using chatterbaits, I love chatterbaits. I, I had like a hundred dollar rod from Bass Pro Shop and I was missing so many fish, no matter how hard yep. I set the hook, I was just missing so much. And finally, when I got into Douglas, and I started using that seven six, um, um, I think it's medium, 
a moderate fast action. I yeah. mean, I I honestly don't remember maybe once or twice have I lost a fish on the chatterbait and mostly because I've slagged on the on the hook set or other mistakes, just reaching for the net or something. But I mean, the hookup ratio, anybody that's out there, you know, considering why should I get a great rod or, or, or spend more money on rods, the hookup ratio on a great rod is a lot better than any less than cheap rod or anything less than a hundred dollars. Absolutely. And it's actually uh, funny that you mentioned that story because I was really, I had a very similar experience to you when I first found a fishing, you know, I'm, I'm a really cheap just in general. Like I don't like to spend money unless I have to. And so I've always been the guy who just kind of has a hodgepodge of like cheap rods and reels and just whatever I can throw together. And, and once I started getting into higher end rods, I had the same exact experience. I was like, man, like you feel more with these and you catch more with these. And I'll tell two stories actually. One one just happened yesterday, a good example of why you should spend money on a nice rod. So I was fishing a preseason tournament with my buddy Brandon Exner on Onondaga Lake. It's it's uh I love that lake, it's like our home lake. And we were what had happened in New York is the the water temp was warming up nicely, you know, the the weather was nice, and then in the last two weeks it really has gotten cold. And the water temp dropped like five to seven degrees just in like a, a one week period. And so the fish were kind of pushed back on rock a little bit deeper and they were kind of lethargic really. Like we pulled up in the morning, we banged a few real quick and then they just shut off. They did not want to touch anything. And what I found out was you had to throw out your jig and you pretty much had to dead stick it. Like you had to get it in a rock and just let it sit. And you wouldn't like they weren't hitting it hard. What what they would do is come up and it'd feel like you had like a bluegill tapping it, and like mm -hmm. you'd see your line get tight. So with the Douglas rod, I was using the seven four five in the Matrix series. With that rod, I could literally feel them like when their nose would just start to touch the jig. I could feel that, and I truly believe that with my old rods I was using, I would have never been able to feel that bite, and I would have never been able to get onto that dead stick pattern. Mm -hmm. um, I and like the more and more I use these rods, the more I'm like man, how many fish was I not catching, you know, because I was using cheap rods, you know, just like almost kicking myself, like, man, why didn't I do this sooner? And uh, I mean, I really credit that to, to that rod I was using, that 745. And once we figured that deal out, I mean, we we just started jacking them. Like they were, you know, they, they weren't biting it hard, but they were biting it. And yeah. um, just, just having that rod, I think made all the difference. And then an another quick story I'll tell real quick is my buddy, Brandon, he used to throw the Kitech jig. I don't know if you guys, you know, throw that jig at all, but it's one of my favorite jigs to throw. And, and he used to lose fish on it left and right. And he would ask me, man, like, do you, you have a problem with this jig losing fish? I'm like, nah, dude, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And, and uh, it turned out it was the rod he was using. Mm -hmm. The rod, it, it was partially because it wasn't the right action, but also it was a cheaper rod. And, and it just, he'd get the bite and he couldn't keep him pinned. He switched to the Douglas uh, 755, I believe he has, that he's thrown. And uh, he's like, dude, I haven't lost a single bass in switching. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that goes to show, like those two examples right there. I mean, that's why you buy a nicer rod like a Douglas rod. You're going to feel more bites and you're going to catch more fish with them. It's, it's really that simple. Yeah. And it's like I said earlier that ju just the simple fact of having the fast tip versus extra fast tip makes all the difference in the world. Because I, I came from abu garcia villain 2.0 rod to the x matrix rod and it was night and day difference oh absolutely yeah yep 
Yeah. And one of the things about it, like Brad mentioned, uh, the the lightweight, how amazingly I'm blown away. And everybody that I've lent a rod to and mm -hmm. asked them their opinion when I take them to dealers that have yep. don't know about Douglas, the first thing that pops in their mind, the first thing they'll say is like, this is super lightweight. Yes, I can't believe this lightweight. I went um, fishing at a tournament and I showed the rod to Matt uh, Matthew Scotch. Um, I had my favorite Douglas rod is the um, eight foot um, heavy um, fast action. Um, the one for big swim baits. It's rated up from two ounces to six ounces. Yeah, yeah. And I and I showed it to Matthew Scotch and I had like a three ounce um, swim bait on it and he's like, oh. This, he grabbed the rod. It's like, oh, it's a cool rod for like small swim bit. I'm like, no, Matthew, check it out. See, this is rated for <laughs> six ounces. It's like, no, I can't believe that. He went and um, started casting on the bank. And he's like, no, this is a great rod. Like, like when he first grabbed this, it's like, no way. There's no way that it has six ounces. I'm like, go ahead, give it a try and give me. Obviously, Matthew Scott, everybody. I know a lot of my audience <laughs> from my podcast are from Texas. Yeah. Matthew Scott is one of the best anglers out there. Yep. And he was telling me, you know, this is a great rod. You know, yeah, this yeah. is it did not feel. I started, when I started into big swim baits, I went to my local tackle shop, which is now running Douglas Rods. And they hooked me up with the Abu Garcia um, Ver Veritas Rods. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I'm always bad <laughs> pronouncing that rod's name. But anyways, I got that rod. It's 7 eleven. Heavy, fast action. It's rated up to, up to I think, three ounces. Mind you, this Douglas rod is rated up to six ounces, and it's an Jeez. inch longer. And it weighs half of what that Abu Garcia Veritas rod weighs. Half. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, there is no way this is a stiffer, stronger, longer rod and can not only... Not only is it longer, but is able to handle like three or four ounces heavier than the Veritas rods. And it's about half the weight of that rod. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mm -hmm. It's my yeah, favorite. Yeah. It's that, that's awesome. And, and I hear that a lot too from, you know, uh, just customers in general, people that have never used our rods, I put them in their hand. They say the same thing that, man, this is the lightest rod I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. And uh, really that all comes down to the componentry we use to make the rods. Uh, we, we don't cheap out on anything. I mean, we use the nicest components you can get and the nicest materials to build these rods. And, and Fred builds every rod from the ground up. Like a lot of rod companies, what they'll do is they'll have one or two blanks and then they'll adapt that to, you know, mm -hmm. there's six to eight different uh, rods that they make. We don't do that, Douglas. Every single rod that we make is, is literally built from the ground up and, uh, Fred is, you know, he's he's a crazy mastermind. You know, like he he's using formulas and all kinds of, you know, field testing to make sure that what he puts out is the absolute best that he can build. That's interesting. So let's talk about the construction of these rods. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the process that he does it, but 
like what are the materials they use in the blanks and how do, how do they how do they create the blank itself? Yeah, so I I don't know a ton just being, you know, relatively new there. Um I do know like the materials we use to make the rods. It's it's all graphite and carbon fiber. Um the LRS has a little bit more graphite in it and then the the matrix has a little bit more carbon fiber and I think that's why you see that the matrix is a little bit lighter than the LRS mm-hmm. even though they're both, you know, insanely light rods. And uh yeah, I don't I'm I'm not 100% on on how he goes about, you know, building those blanks from, from the ground up. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to get him on one of these segments yeah, you know, and, and, be cool. and hear from the man himself. I just, I don't want to, you know, relay the wrong information just because, <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd probably get mad at me if I, if I said something <laughs> and then it wasn't correct. So no, that that's perfect though, because I don't know if we talked about that in the last segment we did oh, talking about Douglas, but yeah, you mentioned graphite and carbon mixed for the LRS and the same for the X matrix, but there's more, carbon in the x matrix yeah yeah exactly. that's interesting yep i didn't realize they they had the carbon in the lrs that's pretty cool yeah, and, and i don't i don't know if, if you have kind of noticed it but i i tend to see that the the matrix uh i mean every rod model is a little bit different but the matrix to me seemed to be a little bit stiffer whereas mm-hmm. the lrs is a little bit whippier Yep. And I, I think, again, that's just because of the, the blend of materials. And, and it's funny because some of our models, like I'll like the I'll like the LRS version more than the Matrix. And then other models, I like the Matrix more. So it, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm going to have to pick your brain on that because I, I was wanting to switch over to all X Matrix, but that might not be the smart move, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest thing is uh, you just got to, you know, play with the rods. And that, that's why it's great that, you know, we're dealer only because you can go into a shop and a lot of them, you know, if you have a good relationship with them. They might have a demo rod that they'll let you go play with for the day and, and mm-hmm. then um, come back and, and buy it. But I'm, I'm out there in the factory whenever I'm bored, man, I'm out there out back, you know, playing with <laughs> rods and seeing which one I'm going to get next. <laughs> Heck yeah. Let me ask you this, Caleb, and kind of put you on the spot. Like, I know um, Douglas is big on the Northeast New York. They're, they're first of all, they're, are they made in the U.S.? Um, they're, they're actually made overseas. We're hoping to change that. Uh, most, pretty much every rod company is, is made overseas. And uh, we're hoping within the next, you know, five years or so, we can move them over, you know, back to back home here and hopefully over to Buffalo, New York. But it's just really tough with uh, with how manufacturing set up. I mean, it's just so much more expensive. So we're just trying to figure out how to how to make it work into our business model. But we do we we really want to have them be American made. Cool. And uh, let me let me ask you this because I know, like I said, uh, a lot of it's very popular in the Northeast. Texas, being from Texas, not a lot of people know Douglas rods. So the first thing that comes to mind is, well, if I'm going to buy a high end rod. Why am I going to buy a rod that I'm not familiar with? Because Douglas Rod is up and coming at this point. Like I said, it's taken over in the Northeast and it's turned to be nationwide taking everything. Once oh, people absolutely. discover how absolutely. great and compared, I mean, price, you know, compared to other great um, rod companies out there, I mean, you're gaining a lot of bang for the buck. Why do people that don't know Douglas Rods, why should they consider Douglas Rod? versus just the only pretty much there's only about two or three other companies out there that make i think comparable um rods to douglas rods out there but why should people consider yeah, as a yeah. sales manager what do you think yeah what would so you i mean 
I mean, Douglas, like we're really, we're, in, we're a newer company. We started in 2014 and, and we're, we're all anglers and we want to make, you know, the best product we can. And we, we want to innovate and make products that aren't even out there, you know? And so we're really at the forefront of designing these new rods, using newer technologies to design them and, and create an amazing product. And so, um, you know, you can use the same old brands that have always been out there, or you can hop on board with an up and coming, you know, hot new brand that's going to be doing big things in the next couple of years. Uh, we're also, you know, a small company that's, that we pride ourselves in our customer service and our warranty policy. I think that's, that warranty policy is a huge reason to, to, you know, choose Douglas over some of these other bigger brands that mm -hmm. have kind of, you know, corporatized a little bit. And like, if you want to talk to customer service, you know, you're on hold for 20 minutes and you might not, you're not, it's not very personable. And like, if your rod breaks, you got to send it to them and it mm -hmm. might take three weeks for them to process it. And then they make you pay and then they send it back. And it's just a hassle for us. You know, we're a small company and you want to talk to us you can call me on my cell phone anytime and i'll talk fishing with you anytime or answer any of your questions about rods our warranty policy is in my opinion the best in the industry if you break one of our rods and it's your fault you know fifty dollars plus the shipping and handling costs and we're going to send you a new rod if it's a defect no questions zero dollars we're going to send you a new rod mm -hmm. and defects do happen you know we see it occasionally and, and when we do especially if it's you know multiple times we'll investigate that whole batch and make sure you know, we take off any that are that are bad, but mm -hmm. I think you know that's that's the biggest thing is is we're a smaller company, we're up and coming, we're we're innovating using the newest technologies, and um, yeah, we're we're just we're growing and doing big things. And that's pretty impressive. Uh, you, you saying uh, Douglas started in 2014? That's been seven years, right? Something like yep. that. Yep. I've had friends. I, I'll, I'll mention Douglas and they're like, Oh, fly fishing. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, they're making bass stuff too. And then they, their eyes light up. They're like, are you serious? They make some great fly rods. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they make some great bass rods too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I have friends that are like, they want a Douglas fly fishing rod. And then when I said that, they're like, now I want a bass rod. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to change that in the next two years. I promise because everyone, everyone knows Douglas for their fly rods. I mean, the fly rods have exploded in popularity in the last couple of years and the bass rod, you know, the conventional, the, the spinning and casting, they're next. It's going to happen mm -hmm. in the next few years. So again, you asked why I choose Douglas over another brand. I mean, if you don't choose it now in three years, everyone else is going to be using them and you're going to be like, yeah. man, I should have got on it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that it doesn't hurt to have uh big, uh, Bassmaster Elite Pros using them right now too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they put them <laughs> to the test on on the Elite Series and the MLF. Yep. You know, Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit and um, hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll be. Well, uh, which one? Uh, G uh, Garrett Packett is that what his name is? Yeah, we have Garrett Packett on the uh, Elite Series, and then we have Jimmy Reese over on MLF. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have a variety of opens anglers and you know anglers all throughout the ranks, BFO anglers, etc. And uh, we're, we're hoping to add a couple more to the regiment here too within within the next year or so so heck yeah that's awesome that uh talking a little bit about their um spinning um not spinning i'm sorry their fly fishing rods that new sky g god that is an amazing fly fishing rod oh i'm yeah. not that big in fly fishing but even talking to expert fly fishing they they've been asking me you carry the sky g i'm like no, no i don't i have a few um demos 
but they absolutely love that new Sky G, and it's, it's I think it's one awards uh, by Yellowstone Anglers, yeah. uh, fly fishing anglers, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a great rod. Yeah, we we what we we just won that with our six weight rod, that Yellowstone yeah. Anglers Award, and we won it. I think it was last year we won it with the five weight. I hopefully I said those right. I don't I don't do it much with the fly side of things at Douglas, but but you're exactly right. I mean our our fly rods are are unreal, and that's an example of like the the new technology that we're using and developing for our rods. Uh, Fred Contawi, he experienced he, he took a kind of a gamble, and he put a new material in the Sky G series that no one has ever used on a rod before. It's called graphene, and that that really is what makes that Sky G you know different than any other rod on the market, and that's why everyone's raving about them and. and has to have one because it, it literally you can't buy a rod like that on the market. We're the only company <laughs> using graphene in our fly rods. And uh, it's actually funny because I was, you know, I, I'm supposed to be selling the spinning and casting rods, but I had visited one of our accounts uh, a few weeks ago and one of the employees was like, hey man, you got you got one of those Sky G's? I, I'll buy it off you right now. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was an easy sale. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, that kind of reminds me, uh, I was going to ask a question when we were talking about the uh, materials yes yeah. is, is douglas the only ones using carbon in their rods right now um i don't think i believe there's a lot of other companies also using carbon fiber i, okay. I don't think we're the only ones no i haven't come across a rod that has carbon fiber in it so that's why i was asking okay but um there was another thing too oh the uh the lipless uh crankbait rod or lipless mm -hmm. vibration rod um People, when people think about lipless and crankbaits, they immediately go to moderate action glass rods. Yeah. What, what would you, what, what would you tell them to make them go towards the Douglas rod away and not go for a glass rod? I mean, the biggest thing is they just have to feel it for themselves and, you know, go out and fish with it for a day and, and form their own opinions. I've, I personally never been much of a glass rod user, so mm -hmm. I, I wish I could answer it better, but I just don't have a ton of experience with glass rods. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of guys prefer them for crankbaits. Um, mm -hmm. You know exactly why that is that those guys do. I, I've never used a glass rod either, but Armando might know. I don't know. I, I've used the glass rods, and since I started using the X Matrix, I got rid of all my uh, <laughs> glass rods just because – Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I don't see the benefit. I mean, I could see the benefit of it before I, you know, I got into Douglas Rods, but then I was like, no, I don't, there's, there's no point. I mean, this supersedes whatever a fiberglass rod was going to do. Yeah. And, and to me, it was like, I don't, you know, I don't, I think a lot of it, I mean, and it's, it's really is what other people, uh, you know, what everybody, it's like, let me put it this way. It's like a work of art. You know, you might find a work of artwork to you that's priceless and to somebody yeah. else that may be trash. Not to say that any rod out there is trash, much less Douglas rod, but it just comes down to confidence and preference, you know, anglers whether it's kayak anglers bank fishermen you know uh, boat anglers we we get picky man we get picky we <laughs> yeah. get, you know once you find a confidence whether it's a bait a rod or a reel there's 
come hell or high water, you're going to stick to that, you know? Yeah. And to me, it's one of the things it's, it's, it's just a lot lighter, a lot stiffer. And it, it's just the parabolical bend on that X matrix. Um, me and Bailey Eichbrett um, used to talk that used to talk a lot about that on the on, on my podcast, where we talk about what's the preference when you look for like a chatterbait rod. A lot of them want fast action mm-hmm. um, rod on a chatterbait. I don't like a fast action rod on a chatterbait. Yeah. I think because of the dynamics of that bite, where the the chatterbait is moving fast and that it you know especially like a jackhammer it tends to darts and have erratic movement same as a as a <clears throat> i'm sorry as a square bill or a crackbait there's a chance that that bass is not gonna get that clean bite on it you know he might kind of miss it and if you get a fast action rod it kind of pulls it out of his mouth before he can even like latch onto it you know if he didn't bite it you know perfectly so I like the X matrix in the sense the the moderate or moderate fast action gives you more of a little bit more of a room for error, not only for you, for miss, you know, maybe not the hook set, the, the perfect hook set, but maybe not the perfect bite yeah, yeah. from, from that chatter bait or that crank bait bite, you know, because again, just the movement, it's, it's an erratic movement on a fast movement, erratic movement on a bait. There's a good chance that bass is not going to hit it cleanly. So yeah, it improves you. It gives you more of a of uh, a bigger room for error. On my previous rods, and I'm going on a tangent here. I don't want to take too much because we want to hear from you. But real quickly, <laughs> like I've never had on a cheaper rod. I've never had a a catch where that fish just like on the top of his mouth, perfect hook set. Other than that, it's always been that. But yeah. when I feel like the X Matrix, I've had a couple of times where it's just like very thin skin. And I think the reason for that is because of that par- parabolical bend gives you that room for error. If it didn't yeah, catch it clean, you still have a chance of landing that bass because of that bend. Where if it's a stiffer, cheaper rod, a fiberglass rod, then that thing is just going to get ripped out of its mouth because it doesn't have that bend. That's that's my yeah, two cents yeah. on it. No, that's a great point. And and Fred really does pride himself in designing a rod that's not only going to get you the bites, but it's going to help you land the fish too. No. Like like you're talk like you're describing. Like every rod is designed mm-hmm. so that you know they don't come off. And and mm-hmm. that's great that you're experiencing that firsthand. Um, the last thing I just want to say about that fiberglass real quick is, I mean, I always thought glass was kind of heavy. Really, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of why I didn't like it. But yeah. We do have, for the people that like glass at Douglas, we do have a couple rods that are glass. Um, hmm. One rod, actually, it's pretty unique. It's the 704M. It's one of our cranking rods. The top third of that rod is glass, and then it transitions to graphite for the rest of the rod. So it's I actually a that. mixture. Yeah, it's a mixture of both. S- 704M, is that the casting version? The casting version, yeah. Okay, I have one of those. I did not know that. It actually has some <laughs> glass on the tip. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, I I do like that rod because I that's what I'm currently using to throw my squirrels. Yeah, yeah. You might have to pick up a seven six three, man. <laughs> I know. I think deadly. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I do want one. That sounds interesting. Uh, I do want to go back to the uh, six six eight three that you mentioned. Uh, it's a newer rod, right? Yeah, yeah. Just came out. 
Okay. Uh, why six eight? Because I know a lot of companies don't have a six eight rod. That's pretty unique. Yeah, I think I think Fred was just trying to kind of fill a gap because we have the six six rod, the sawed off shotgun rod, and then we have the six ten rods. And uh, like you said, no other rod company makes that. So I think he just he just wanted to you know fill in that that gap there between six six and six ten and. Hmm. I don't think he'd necessarily design the rod with like, it has to be this size. I think he just, you know, was, was making it, you know, for a purpose. And it just so happened that it, it came out that length, but um, he, he might I be describe, able to give you a better answer on that. But I describe Frey Contai as a mad scientist that he nobody is. is checking on him. Like we're living <laughs> really this is. mad scientist to build Frankenstein because <laughs> he yeah. has so many rods. Yeah, it's man. crazy. I was talking to the president of uh, the um, TCU Texas Christian University of uh, mm -hmm. their bass fishing team. Noah, I think I think he's the president. He's okay. a huge fan of Douglas Rod, and he tells me one of the things. He's like, "Dude, you guys have." So, I mean, the lineup that we have. I don't know every rod company out there but i'm willing to say we probably when it comes to conventional bass fishing rods both spinning and bait casting not even talking about the fly fishing rods but i think we have we have to have like or douglas has to have like the biggest lineup of yeah or, you know, or technique specific rods yeah there's a lot of them it's kind of overwhelming when i'm looking yeah. at it. i'm like what yeah. do i get <laughs> yeah and we're actually we're working on redesigning our website right now. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's something really big that we we've, we've been working on. It's it's hope I can't put a timeline on it, but that's gonna help kind of clear up some of that confusion. So we're gonna we're gonna make it way easier for the consumers to go onto our website and and be able to you know kind of sift through those so that it it only brings up you know the the few rods are gonna apply to the technique they're looking to do. So that's, that's, that should help with that a little bit. Cause it can be overwhelming, you know, when you have that many rods and you're like, Whoa, I don't like, I don't know which one to buy. So buy all of them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. How much would it cost to buy all of them? I don't even know what thousands probably I'm, I'm guessing, you know, maybe 10,000. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, and people, it's funny you mentioned about how Fred's a madman and, and he, you know, he has all these rods and, and people, other people at Douglas actually get mad at him because they're like, really, Fred, you're making another rod, man. Like, don't you have enough? <laughs> That's and, funny. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's really important to, to have those technique specific rods because you might you know, have a scenario where you need that extra fast tip and in, in that same, in that certain length, or you might need that little bit heavier power. So I, I think it's great, really, and I think it's another thing that's kind of unique about Douglas because, like you said, there's not really many other rod companies that are making that many rods. Right. It, I recently came across a company. I, I, I won't name their names, but uh, they 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 pride themselves on not having as many models. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like I'm like why? <laughs> I, I like they they want each rod to be like versatile for different techniques. I'm like, I don't personally, I don't like that. Yeah. No, me neither. Why? Well, probably not, because right. It probably ahead, because it's, it's easier for them, you know, from like a, a marketing side, like just a whole, it just streamlines their business, you know? So that, that's my guess as to why they're, they're marketing it like that. But I, I personally think it's way better to have more options and more technique specific rods. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I too. think Douglas is, you know, it's not for you. Kind of like I'll go fishing once a year angler. Mm. You know, it's a lot of companies out there just want to apply to the masses, you know, the, you know, yeah. the, the typical dad's taking the kids fishing and he goes to Bass Pro Shop thinking that anybody Bass Pro Shop knows anything about fishing. <laughs> but when you like, were like up to your eyes in fishing, like Brad, I know you can relate, Caleb, you can relate to that. You know, we're up to eyeballs in fishing. Then you can tell it's like, yeah, I need, you know, I need technique specific. I need, I, there's a lot of things, a lot of knowledge that you understand why it is that Douglas have so many in their lineup. And why is it on this industry, it is important to have that. Yeah, that's that's actually a, a really great point. And you're exactly right. I mean, we, our rods really are designed for serious fishermen, you know, that are, that want to have the nicest and best performing gear. I mean, not to say that a weekend guy is, isn't going to pick up one of our rods, you know, because maybe someone that just wants to step their game up and, and get a rod that's going to catch more fish. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a couple people that um, switch from, you know, they don't fish a ton, but they said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try this out. You've been talking it up so much. And I've had other people that have just fished with me and I've let them use my rods. And then they're like, all right, I got to go buy one of these because then they see like just like how you and I experience from switching from a cheap rod company. Mm-hmm. They experienced that too, and they're like, "All right, now, now I see what you're talking about." Yeah, and that that uh, reminds me of one of uh, my followers on Instagram because I got him to right. I recommended the LRS to him, and he bought one. He loves that thing. Shout out to Not Yet Bassmaster on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> he uh, that's a cool name. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool. Sounds guy. like an he honest was. guy. <laughs> <laughs> But he he caught his first fish on the LRS rod uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was pumped. That's I was awesome. like, "Heck yeah, man! That's cool." Yeah, I've, I've been getting, I've been turning all my buddies onto him, and they're texting me pictures every day. Like, dude, I love these rods. I'm buying six more. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's cool. So it's awesome, yeah. And another another thing that that we like to do too is we like to take input from the people using our rods. Like we we're not like some you know, company that's stuck up and like, you know, we're going to make this and you're going to like it or tough luck, you know, no, we want to, if there's something that you want to see changed, like mm-hmm. we're going to listen to that. And if we, if we think it makes sense or we're like, Oh man, like we should have thought of that, you know, then mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And uh, a couple of examples are like, we, we switched the hook keeper on a couple of our rods. Mm-hmm. Like this was like years ago, but one of our pros was like, Hey man, I, I'd really like to see this just like slid down a couple inches, you know? And so we mm-hmm. did it. And uh, another example, too, is we're actually switching a lot of our um, rods over to the, the grips where you can feel the blank. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys are, have any of our newer rods yet that have that on there. Like the 610, the newer 610s, we're switching over to that grip now where you can actually feel the rod blank. It, so it don't have EVA foam on it? it? It does still have the EVA foam, but on like the okay. back side of the rod, it's like cut out. And, and oh yeah like the blank exposed like there's some other companies are starting to do that and it's it's something that we saw like other companies doing and we had a, a couple of our pros talk about it and uh it really what that does is it allows you to get a little bit more sensitivity because mm-hmm. the, the blank is what's giving you that extra sensitivity and that touch some guys like to say oh like cork grips are more sensitive than eva and i personally think that's not yeah. true at all i think it's the blank that gives you more sensitivity mm-hmm. I think cork is really just uh, aesthetic. You know, I like, I personally like EVA better, but that's, that's, that's why we made that switch to that is because like a lot of drop shot guys are 
they like that because when they're holding the rod in their hand, you know, and it's, and it's a really light bite day, they, they feel like they can feel more bites from smallmouth with that exposed blank grip. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why we're doing that. That's yeah, a my, good point. My, my rods are that way too. I, I do, I do have the older version or not the older version, the newer, newer version. Yeah. Where they're, where they're cut out. Awesome. Yeah. 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 We did, we started switching those over like, I think it was last year or the year before. Gotcha. That's a good point. Cause um, I know here in Texas, and I think it applies a lot to the Southern region anglers. Um, they love those corks. They're like, I've gone to, you know, when, when I go into um, fun and sun tackle and, you know, say where, what rods you want to order from Douglas and all that. This is like, man, six out of my 10, six out of 10 rods that I sell here are just corks. And I've been, I hang around that tackle shop a lot and I've seen where people call, he'll pull them on speaker says, Hey man, look into this. You have this rod. No, I have this one. Is it a cork? Um, handle. No, never mind. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, it's aesthetically pleasing. All that would only last you like a week, because then it gets all, <laughs> you know, yeah, dark, and then it looks like after a few weeks, depending yeah, on how exactly. much it looks like an EV, um, EVA grip or foam. Why should people consider the EVA um, grip more than the cork? Okay, so I have a lot of people ask me that and, uh, you know, talk about the differences between them. And in my opinion, so EVA, the reasons I like it better are it's lighter, it's mm-hmm. easier yeah. to clean, and it just feels better in my hand. Mm-hmm. Cork, it, like you said, it looks better maybe like right when you open it, but in a few yeah. weeks it gets all grimy. It's tough to clean. It does, it's not very durable. It doesn't hold up really well. Um, it's a little bit heavier to, to me. I think most people that prefer cork, it's just because it's what they're used to. It's mm-hmm. just you know what they're, what they've always used and what they know. And a, a lot of people are very resistant to change. And I think yeah. uh, fishermen especially can be kind of resistant to change. Uh, myself included sometimes. You know, like you you, mm-hmm. you have like your confidence techniques that you're you're dead set on, but then maybe a new tactic you know hits the market. And uh, I've been kind of resistant to making some changes, but. My rule of thumb is if I get beat in a tournament on it, then I go and learn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I I think that, you know, EVA blows cork out of the water personally. I think anyone who yeah. really uses rods will agree with me on that. I think most yep. of the people that are raving about cork, they're not, they're not really putting those rods to the test. Just my mm-hmm. opinion. Is cork more, it's building a rod with a cork handle more expensive than building one with an EVA, um, um, foam did you know i don't i don't even know i'm honestly asking yeah the cork tends to be a little bit more expensive they also make a synthetic cork which we used on a few of our rods as well which is a little bit cheaper than the cork but um yeah cork does tend to be a little bit more expensive and that that's the point that i wanted to make because i think a lot of kind anglers like you said we get stubborn about it and i tell people it's like no i want a cork handle do you realize it's heavier you're adding, which is not a lot, granted, it's not a lot, but, uh, you know, what I love about Douglas, like I mentioned with my favorite uh, big swim bait rod, is so lightweight. It's just when you have something that on, that you can only measure in ounces, small teat details make a big difference. And when you exactly. look at the, why would you get, it's only going to look good the first time when you, you know, when you first take it out. As soon as you take that plastic wrap and you start using it, and you start catching bass, it's gonna it's gonna go dark and grimy. Mm. It looks gonna look bad in a few weeks, 
it's more expensive on your rod. It has no tactical um, uh, advantage over an EVA grip. If anything, it lessens the product because it's not as sensitive as the EVA grip, uh, grip phone and it doesn't last more. Like it makes no sense. Exactly. To, yeah. to prefer this cork over EVA phone because it, it doesn't make anything other than it looks nice on the display case, but mm -hmm. that's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you guys segued into this uh, grip talk because that's exactly where I was going. And then Armando just flowed right into it. I like it. I was going to bring it up because the thing I like about my uh, 704F is the uh i think it's 704f is the eva foam handles above the reel I, I like holding it up there really you know what i mean yeah yeah and same thing with my uh 610 i know the grip isn't as big it's about half the size of that one but i, mm -hmm. I still hold it up on the rod above the reel with like a finger on the yeah, rod. yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah i do the, i do the same thing and it's funny because like everyone has their own like ways of you know mm -hmm. holding their their gear and like i have a buddy who's uh just getting into fishing and he's looking at me like, is this how you hold it? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just hold it however you feel comfortable holding it, you know? But yeah, yeah I agree. The, and, the first, uh, time I, first time I uh, had one in my hands, I, I grabbed it right there. I was like, this is nice. This I feels like right. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, going back to like what you're saying, Armando, about the, uh, like how the lightness of the EVA, even though it's very, it's, it's only a small difference small differences can make a very, very big deal on a, on a rod, especially with like the balance of the rod. Like mm -hmm. some of our rods, if you were to put a cork grip on it, it might throw off the balance a little bit to where the, the action wouldn't be quite right, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when Fred's designing these rods, I mean, he's, he's taking into account like the weight of that, that handle as he's designing it and making sure everything is as balanced and complete as possible. It's hmm. interesting. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> What's your favorite rod, Caleb, for Douglas? Oh, that's a tough one, man. I like literally every, every new rod I, that I put in my hands, I fall in love with. And I, I every day I'm just becoming, every week I become obsessed with a different rod. But <laughs> if I were to choose uh, for spinning rods, I'd have to say that six six ten three XF um, mm -hmm. in the matrix is, is my favorite spinning rod that we offer. It's uh, it's just an amazing uh, drop shot rod, and you know, it's just smallmouth rod in general. Mm -hmm. And then on the casting side, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, 745. Um, that's just uh, I, 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 it's like my jig rod. You know, it's my go-to jig rod, but it's so versatile. You can use it for top water. You can use it for big spinner baits. I mean, it's just, it's just an awesome rod. And that was, that was one of the ones that I was, you know, putting to work yesterday with that, with that jig and. It just has so much sensitivity in the tip where you, you literally feel everything. And yeah. I can feel mm -hmm. as that big like crawls up the rock and then drops into the crack. I can feel when a fish, you know, comes up and taps it. Like sometimes what we were having was the fish were like attacking it, but then not getting it. It was like weird. Like they were being aggressive at first and then they'd shut off. And like you could literally feel that. And uh yeah, so if I were to those are probably my two favorites so far, but that mm -hmm. seven six three is is uh slowly becoming my favorite uh casting rod now too just because it's insane man Damn, I you, bro. uh the one i use the most is the 6103 xf yeah I, I throw the uh 
I throw the Ned rig on it. I've thrown uh, uh drop shot on it. Uh, anything light. I mean, eighth ounce, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my casting rod, probably my 704 um, M. Crank it. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think knowing that there's glass in it makes me feel even more makes me feel better about using crankbaits on it too now. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I think that I I I it's hard for me to pick one, but I love chatterbaits and the one that I have like two for chatterbaits. One is a 610 that I can skip chatterbaits underneath docks and, you know, long hang um branches or trees whatever. And then I have the 74 which I use for chatterbaits more like long casting. One thing that I love it is just like you can doesn't matter how slow I reel in that chatterbait, I can still feel that vibration. It is crazy how mm-hmm. sensitive it is. Anybody that's I challenge anybody, put down your favorite rods, try <laughs> one of these rods, because the sensitivity of it is just like amazing and when it comes to chatterbait i think it's so important because a lot of times when you're retrieving it your fish will you know will gulp on it but it'll keep swimming your way so you don't feel the bite and russ Snyder and jody queen we had them on the reel down a couple of couple of months ago and they were talking about the different setup for chatterbaits one of the things they mentioned is a lot of times what they learn is, is if you if you're in a chatterbait, straight retrieval, and you don't feel that vibration, set the hook. Even if you don't feel tension in the line, set the hook and assume the yep. fish got it in his mouth and it's just <laughs> swimming your way. That's why you don't feel the yep. tension. But you stop. <laughs> and with that, that rod, it is, I mean, you really feel any little difference on the vibration. It's like, okay, either he has it on his mouth or he just like, you know, brushed up against something or just kind of grab the tail of it, whatever it is, it's, it's it gives you such an advantage. And the big swing bait rod, I also like to use it for like jigging for um, stripers and hybrids. And my personal best on a hybrid, I actually caught it last year, it was a 23 inch. I didn't weigh it because I usually don't hit a weight scale, but it had to be somewhere between, I'm going to say eight pounds, although I think it's big, I just don't want to exaggerate. But when I was really in, I didn't feel like I had, that was my, not my first bite on that rod, but my first big fish, big bite on that rod. And I took, I was blown away when I saw the fish because I never expected it to be that heavy. And it's because that rod, the big swim bait rod is so strong and it's, but yet so sensitive and light that I would have never guessed it was that big of a fish. That's awesome. It's just so much confidence. <laughs> That's awesome. You mentioned uh, setting the hook when you don't feel vibration. I did that this weekend on a stump. I've <laughs> <laughs> done that. Well, you, time <laughs> well, well here, here's the end of the story. I got. I, I start doing that, and it comes loose, and then a fish smacks it. <laughs> yep. I had so that I like, happen. I had something insane where yeah, you, I'm sure you guys have had it happen where the you're snagged and the fish actually eats it off the snag and frees you. Yeah, yeah. Like you're trying to get the snag off, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I got one. That's yeah. I had, a, I had a five and a half pound smallmouth do that on Lake Ontario wow. in a tournament last year. It was insane. Wow, that might it's have been crazy what, how much that happens. Yeah, it might yeah. have been what happened to me, but I I don't know. I just felt yeah, yeah. 
I just felt weight after I got it unsnagged. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Well, we're winding down, one? man. We're winding down. Yeah, we're winding down. Yeah, you, we, you've uh, you've been sitting here listening to us talking about these talking up these rods, you know, for the last forty five minutes, and uh, like you guys were saying, I mean, the biggest thing is just go out and try one for yourself. I mean, anyone who I've talked to about these rods who's been on the fence, once I finally convinced them to try one or I put one in their hand, they were like, "All right, like this this is the real deal," you know. It's mm-hmm. it's the rods speak for themselves you know like it's it's easy for me to sell them because they're so good it, it makes my job easy and and i quite frankly wouldn't be able to sell a product that i didn't believe in i would never work for a company that made bad rods and i truly believe that douglas is making you know one of the best rods on the market right now sure there's other companies that are making good rods but douglas is right there with them and mm-hmm. we're doing it at a great cost uh we're doing amazing things you know we have a lot of big stuff in the works and there's there's a lot of big things coming in the next couple of years so i'm super excited to be a part of it um we only sell through dealers so go check out our dealer locator on our website and see where you can buy one locally uh, we're also now on tackle warehouse so go to mm-hmm. tacklewarehouse.com and uh go pick up a couple to try out I, you really you won't you won't be disappointed i promise <laughs> yeah fun and some tackle for those that live in texas dallas fort worth metroplex by the way since i'm from texas and i know most of my listeners on my podcast are from texas um we have the bass nation the um the kayak series uh, both of the kayak series and the bass boat we got the classic here at possum kingdom for uh kayak and i think it's ray roberts for for the boat, bass boat, I don't follow bass boat that much, but I think that's also both of them are going to be here. This is going to be the expo. Douglas, you coming? Absolutely. We will be there. Cool. Sweet. So for all those Texas where they can they check out the Douglas booth and, yep. you know, get get a feel for them. Go try them out. It's yeah. going to be that's just around the corner. What, June, first weekend of June? No. Yeah, it's about a month away. About a wow. month away, right? Yeah, month month and a week or so. So something like that, yeah. So go check them out. Well, if you're from Texas, yeah. go to that expo. You're I'll gonna be see. There. You're gonna be the difference. I'll be there. Uh, Fred, our rod designer, is gonna be there, and our head of sales, Kevin, is gonna be there. The mad so, scientist. Right. The mad <laughs> scientist will be there, so you can come pick it. Hey, he's be here. Dang, Dang man. Now so I wish that. I was gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I I won't be there. But if anybody in the Ohio area wants to check out these rods, I have. A lineup of rods here you guys can come and check out in my at my house so just hit me up but uh Ooh. yeah man i think we're wrapping this up now uh you got any shout outs anything you'd like to uh let the listeners know um well i'm gonna have to do a shameless plug real quick i, do actually, it, man. I have my own youtube channel as well ck fishing so uh check me out on youtube i it's a newer channel and, and I'm trying to get more into the regular uploads, but I post uh, a lot of tournament videos, just fun fishing videos in general. I'm, I'm actually coming out with a new series this year called the Grind Series, where I'm going to document uh, my fishing, the BFL tournament series. I'm fishing all the Northeast BFLs and I'm going to document just the life of, you know, being a young angler, trying to make it in bass fishing and Showing all the ups and downs, you know, the setbacks, the the long the long days and the the travels and, and all everything. Just gonna put it all out there and try to be as honest as possible and just show, you know, other young young anglers out there what it's like to to try to make it. 
Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. I'll subscribe after we get off here. For sure. Hey, I yeah. appreciate it, man. And uh, for those watching on the YouTube channel, uh, we got the ticker on the bottom. You can follow Caleb at Caleb uh, Conrad Fishing on Instagram. So, yeah, yeah. And then my, my YouTube is CK Fishing. There you go. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on the show to talk about Douglas Rods. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Had a blast. Yep. Armando, thanks for filling in, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, Palm, my pleasure. Yep. Hope I made Trash Panda proud. Oh, you did. He he he's uh probably sitting at home enjoying time with his probably family. Probably word is like Armando's gonna take my spot. <laughs> <laughs> up my game. Not kidding. <laughs> nah. All right, guys. Uh thanks for tuning in this week. We'll see you guys next week. Don't know who the guest is yet, but uh yeah. Tight line, smooth paddling. Go check Thank you out. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Butt and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs shout out to Jigmasters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.